Welcome to Project Lightbody Podcast. My name is Lisa Rose, and I'm the Conscious Awake channel for the avatar being lovingly named Great Light, to reference light that goes from the origination point of all life and transmits light and awake energy on universal frequencies to nurture life everywhere. This episode is deep, rich, helpful, and hopeful. The messages discuss the healing qualities of speech, the importance of mistakes, compassion, confusion, wisdom, transference, managing anger and feelings, how to have angstiness be doable, tools of light body work, and information about the psyche. You may wish to listen to this a second time and write down the energy-moving exercises given out in this well-packed selection, which ends a little bit abruptly with psyche work. Thank you, and let's get started. So that's why this space is very open and very wise, because each one of us, you two, gets to say this ball, this balm, this healing balm. And actually that brings us back to that speaking part, that speech is an incredibly rich balm that we soothe ourselves with when it's unrestricted, when we just don't care, and, and when we don't care at all. <laughs> means that we care a lot, actually, honeys, about this person right here. So even though I'm saying it's unrestricted love, there's no loss in it to care this way. So what you want to do is notice this person here, you know, meaning each of you, and notice the, just notice the holy heck out of this person, you know. What do I smell like? What do I feel like when I wake up? What do I notice when I hate, when I, when I hate something? What part of myself do I dislike at that moment? What... What not out there thing suddenly becomes a, a voice of compassion, actually. So we, we never have to feel bad if we're feeling that way at all, honeys, at all. It's all just part of this, you know, human drama of that uh, misassociation without care for a second. And so we send our voice out and then the feedback is the noisy quality that suddenly we reference as mistake or as a feeling that's gone wrong in some way. And it, you know, then we kind of whip ourselves or, you know, we, we, you know, we, we pat ourselves maybe if we liked it or if we didn't, we hated ourselves or hated something out there in the environment. But we don't have to play that drama up too far, we can just quickly bring it back like that very thing that was misspent, like a dollar given out for no good reason, you know, like tonight or something. Just saying it like myself then makes it worthwhile, makes it shareable, I don't know. And so we, we can't worry about if we're saying something to uplift somebody or not. It, it doesn't actually work very well. We might strike a chord with somebody that we're with. We might not. 
We might hate them afterwards if we were only interested in noticing, did I uplift that person or not? <laughs> then that's where the bonds get twisted, where we cord ourselves without regard for loving this individual, unique, beautiful, joyful, wondrous being that undoubtedly you have come here to flood this universe with. So this is the treasure house for each one of us. This is the storehouse of love, lust, not so much that quality of beingness that we just don't speak about very well yet because we're so used to association without care. Hold on one second. Yeah. Uh-huh. You've got it. It's just that that longing, that lusty quality, that's what I mean mostly, that, that's out, that's beyond our reach, that we're sort of like craving as a matter of speaking. We crave. And I'm just saying to bring, this craving is actually just to notice more of me here. Uh, as a mistake? No, you know, sometimes I might feel that about myself and then everything is an opportunity for a, a more compassionate view so there aren't any mistakes and there's no hated feelings when I feel that way I notice that I'm craving for something probably something underlying that that lusty yearning for something I can't have or somebody I can't be with or somebody that I'm not sure I want even yet so we get lost then in that interruptus of that important moment, that interruptus, that exclamation point, that moment that we have lost ourselves to something outside. Not that we can't do that. We can. We have all of these evil joy choices. <laughs> you know, we have, in other words, it's not good. It's not, it's not heinous, bad. It's not horribly awful like we're thinking sometimes oh what did I give away what what got lost what escaped my attention here we just have this moment here to just quickly bring bring up anything you want to right now you don't have to even say it out loud that's a that's a cry for hope that's the same thing that is that craving that help you know, that help me out kind of a thing, help me out God, or however you want to say. That's that same kind of um, evil joy. No, it's that same kind of craving. So even if we're extending, you know, help, help me, something like that, help me, Jesus, or, you know, whoever is our favorite persona of the moment like that, deity, or anything goes, right? It's okay. And Mohammed or, you know, whoever it is that we're interested in at that moment, time and space, Buddha, whatever, you know, whatever, angels, that we bring that information very wisely back inside again. Even me, I might make that judgment too of here or upside down or inside out or, you know, I might need to pause for a moment sometimes and make sure, just be very quiet inside myself like we're being right now tonight, just evil joy, so that I'm unbiased. And then whatever happens next, it, it, hits, it hits my, this, 
this is resonating then. So what happens is, is that like a, a, a harp or a chord, if you want to think of, of uh, playing this full field of life, of light, you know, striking the chords like this, like this, like this, evil joy, or what comes back to me is me, always and forever is me. So what comes back then is healing because I'm here for that one reason. And I'm saying it for each of us here. So I'm here for one thing only, healing of this universal love. Know of me, of me. So healing, healing is that, that soft spot that, that craving that brings back that thing that goes out that interrupts the flow of my own self for a second and then noticing that healing comes back this way that healing goes out no healing comes back so just remember honeys when you're out and about in the world that when you feel like you're shopping for something or somebody or a place or a thing that's calling to you from somewhere out there. It'll usually seem like it's out there, you know, kind of getting your attention to go someplace. You don't need to stay there too long. You can right away, right back. You can right away, write this write this. So it's almost as if when we go outside with our eyes and our ears that we, we almost flip the view of ourselves for, for a second or something. We actually think, uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm over there for a second with that person. We completely forget that we stepped away from this healing, healing moment here from this vessel that's in charge of this healing moment of our hearts, of our hearts. And so, what do we do? We're, we're very quick. That evil joy, we can, we can notice that we can make a little note of it in our journal or something. That, that hurt me. And then we can, we can laugh at it for a second and realize that that was a, a mistake. And we can, we can say it a little bit lightly in ourselves for a second. And we can laugh a little bit so that we don't, we don't injure ourselves and our psychology by thinking that we did something wrong. What's the point? None of us need to be like that anymore on this planet. But what we, we want to notice, I'm pausing here for a reason, because that's how long we stay stuck to that thing. How long are you going to stay stuck out there? I mean, my, my fingers here, you know, how long? You can even sort of laughingly during the day, if you wanted to have an exercise, everybody could do this except you're past this, but you, you can sort of play with the idea that you're, you're stuck out here almost. You can feel that press, press to bring something home. And sometimes it's perplexed. Perplexion, perplexing. What's that word? Perplexing. <laughs> Thank you. It's perplexing, perplexiony because perplexiony because 
perplexedness is that moment when, gosh darn it, I'm not sure where I went. And so it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be confused. Initially, it doesn't seem to make any sense. Why would I bother? But the other side of confusion is wisdom, of course. And it usually precedes wisdom in some way. And even sometimes a little bit of anger or angsty quality comes along with that too. Like, gosh darn it, I just better figure this out right now. Or I'm not going to be able to get home, you know, like she said. And I'm getting all frustrated and, you know, crabby and crazy feeling. And, and, and so then we notice that our psychology is very angsty very worryish, very confused without a reason. And so what at that moment we want to do is reassure this body it's okay. Just just it's a reassurance of it's okay. So you, you can't fight that fight out here, honey, but you can bring it back home into the body form and let the body help you with that healing. So if we're feeling especially worried about something or somebody or somewhere or something, the solution isn't out there. It's in, inside here. So that means that we're not going to be very cl clever until we actually locate the body form again. We've gone someplace outside the body form to get that feeling of perplexedness. And so, I'm sorry, I know I'm not saying that correctly, but in any case, we have that feeling of perplexedness, and what do we do? We either bring it back here so we can have some heat in this framework. So you can actually notice maybe something uncomfortable for a minute, something that wants to like move. You can feel that antsy quality. You can feel that uncomfortable. It's just the body messaging correctly actually what was mistaken outside for that angsty message. And as long as we don't message it in here, then it gets more and more angsty out there actually. And it sort of drives, drives us to do dumb things sometimes or <laughs> hopeless things. We might feel very hopeless or very purposeless that way out there. So as soon as we start noticing, those are all angsty kind of psychological misnomers for just being like entranced with out there versus this wisdom, wisdom mode in here. And so everybody has this totally without a doubt, not a shred of doubt at all here, that we all have this anger, yes, it climbs up in us and it, it makes us look outside for the reason. Yes, we're always doing that, no matter what it is. Anger is like the last thing I want to look at, right? And so... For women, though, it's an awesome force, anger. It has a great deal to do with healing work. We want to take that anger that seems to drive our, our angst, right? We use anger improperly to take us um, to pictures in our minds of things that are um, very dis destroying of of evil, no, of 
of darkness. So we, we try to fight it, in other words, with itself and in a way that just continues to perplex us. Hold on one second. Drop it down. Honey, you're doing great. And so you want to bring this back out again. This is just for the space for a second, so everybody take a deep cosmic moment here. <laughs> and then have this drop back down again. So do you feel the press maybe a little bit? I know it's not easy, but do you feel this maybe press? I'm just doing this so that we can drop feeling down. Feel it go down. That means that we're pushing on feelings to go actually where we don't want them to be. <laughs> so we fight our feelings and they become angsty oriented towards the outside world. When we bring our feelings, this nurturing quality that I'm talking about right now where I like myself enough to notice I have feelings and, and they hurt or they're, they're harmful maybe, they, I don't like them, you know, that kind of a thing. I bring this up to my heart chakra like this so that I can notice that I'm a person here, that I'm a human being that has feelings. So instantly I can, I can have some, some sorrow maybe or sad or glad, something, something human-y, something that resonates without mistake. And then I just let it kind of slide like we're on a big goopy slide right now and just let my feelings slide a little bit like that. And, and that makes me feel like I have something lubricating myself, like some energy. It's actually like very tang tangible, touchable almost, like a slide. So that I start to let my psychology in on the fact that I can move my feelings anywhere where I need to to play them like a harp. If you like that harp, does everybody like that harp metaphor for feelings? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Sometimes we can use, you know, that evil joy is one thing when we're talking abstractly, but when we're talking about feelings as if they, they harm, like everybody has that understanding, yes, of a harmful feeling, one that seems to hurt or pinch, what do you do with that? What do you usually do with that? Anybody can answer. Angry. Bingo. Or perplexed, too. Like, why do I feel this way? I don't want, yeah. So that, that's just that interrupting of that feeling level for a second to notice I'm going to feel anger for a second. I don't like it. So I send it out to somebody. They didn't do anything. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> it's a wonderful moment when you do that. It's a joy because it releases that other person completely from the mess, first of all. So what a blessing. You're already massive healers at that moment. You've already made a huge gift of, of healing to somebody else without care. You're actually not analyzing the situation at all not giving a hoot about anything. Just that, oh, oh they didn't do it, you know. Ah, it's, it's my mistake. Okay. And so then I can get into the idea of honoring myself 
for a mistake that I didn't make because maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm being very harsh on myself for no good reason. And our psychology can turn things like that too. So we don't want to spend a lot of time deciding if I deserved to feel mad at that moment because it's pointless. So what we want to do, it's a little bit of a drama, excitement, you know, how bad can I make myself feel right now, you know, and how long too, you know, and we kind of hammer away at it for days on end or whatever, or seconds too, <laughs> so depending on our moodiness. So. And what we like to do with our anger is in this, in this moment, we want to notice that anger, anger is like a, it's like a shovel for our heat. Really, think of it that way. In terms of a tool, it's a good light body tool. We're just used to sending it out to others unexpectedly. And they, they get mad too then. You know, they're, they're like, I, I got my own thing going on, you know. <laughs> and so then you can feel, then you've got some involvement here. Without care, however, think of this as a tool of light. It's maybe the transfer has been made so totally that I have lost myself completely in this moment and he's bad and that's the way it is, period. You know, that's like a big wall there then of denial. So what do you do? Along comes that ability to notice that, that spark. It's like a little angelic motion detector for a second. And it's got a little spark to it. So we feel that the anger has a little bit of a heat to it. It's intense, right? It has a little sense of, uh-oh, you know, a little uh-oh feeling to it. Anger is like that. Uh-oh. We don't know, you know, how far will it go? Will, will it hurt somebody? Or, you know, you know, what will I do? Will I hurt my, you know, will it come back to me and I'll be disrupted for days? Or, you know, that heat has that feeling of out of control almost, you know, where's it going? And how do I manage, you know, it? And, and we have a million questions that we ask. And it's actually just a distraction process that the mind has a huge ability to distract us from ourselves. So what you want to do always in the heat of that moment is, you know, thank that heat for reminding you of the body, first of all, and really locate and focus on that here. It's mostly always findable here. It's not actually going to be in the thought process of he did it to me. It's, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it's always going to be found in the pit of the stomach, almost exclusively. It will end up Maybe the knees will shake and feel tight, too, if you're really upset. But think of this now as locatable angst. Locatable angst is doable. It's doable. Angst means can't do a darn thing about it. It's out there, and, you know, he did it to me. You know, it's kind of that victim-y thing we were talking about. But angst that we can do is in the body, because now I have something in the pit of my stomach and it hurts like heck. And so what do I do? I just let it relax a little bit, first of all. So now we're talking about managing anger as if we can. So the first thing is we notice that spark of heat. 
I bring it back in my body. I find out where it is. Maybe it's up here. Maybe I hate my shoulder. It's always letting me down. Maybe the body doesn't feel trustable in some way. Oh, that's something else. We can follow the anger as it does what it does to remind us to come back. So anger is a thank, it's a thankless tool of light because we rarely say thanks for that anger. But what a joy if we did. What a joy. It's a very liberating moment and it has everything to do with light body work because everything comes home as myself and I therefore am in this body to do the work that I came here to do with a lot of joy and some willingness to be present here in this body yes yes and so what's the most difficult thing you can think of right now is it attached out there is it perplexing you in some way is it always perplexing you does it never let go then bring it a place in yourself and bring it back up to a status that elevates you to your highest to your highest everything that seems to perplex us is meant to lower us to our lowest because it has left us nothing else to do. So what we want to do is to make that honest recognition that mistake has been given away, let it be mine. And it's very humbling at that moment. There's a lot of of humblingness in, in light body work because we get to actually recognize something that we gave away by accident was me. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) And then we get to have this wonderful sense of healing, uh, as if I'm a healer. Oh, I'm a healer now. (laughs) So we elevate our status and even that psyche quality where it seems all dark and weird and we're not, you know, You know what I mean, the dark, weird spaces in our lives that just don't seem to add up to two and two makes anything that makes sense. It's that the psyche is that part of ourselves that always seems to never amount to a hill of anything. It's just, it's dark and and down and dirty and or dusty or, you know, like we haven't swept it off for a long time. Those parts of ourselves, they're, they're very angsty and we just haven't, we haven't lost track of them as much as we want to. Hold on one second. And so by that I mean honeys, sweeties, it's just that idea that any part of us couldn't be known as myself. So we don't want to think that there's anything outside of myself. It's all in here. There's nothing outside that we can't damage hold on one second I know that sounded topsy-turvy for a second but that's that's that psyche language where it seems like 
incomprehensible for a moment, some part of ourselves. We all have those moments during the day when it's incomprehensible to ourselves. So what would we do if, if, if it was psyche, psyche work, not, not anger, that's very concrete and has like a, a blustery feeling, like a strong, windy, blustery, gutsy feeling. We know what that's like. What's psyche angst like, do you think? Is it worrisome? Do you think it's like endless worries? Uh-huh. And it's a lot of repeti- repetitive thoughts also. Angsty repetition, psyche work. So do we want to explore the psyche? Not now, but maybe another time. Psyche work goes deep into the heart of you without um, any reservations. It's a weird place. To be, I think I'm going to do some psyche work here for a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> it's very tunnely like very tunnely. Sometimes we feel like our life is like a labyrinthy quality, very tunnely, roundabout, uh-oh, dead end. Oh, I can't find my way out of this. That's psyche work. That's psyche. Psyche means that ultimate question of what the heck am I here for? That's psyche work. It's the area of our life that we're least confident about because we seem to know the most about the worst of ourselves and our psyches. I don't know why it's like that. It just It's emotional energy that gets stuck for a long time. Maybe even generations can have psyche work transferred on to the next generation. Thank you for being here, and I hope this light and energy transmission is of help on your own journey of self-discovery. And for more information and many interesting blogs about light body work, please visit healingsoulwork.com.